What you're about to hear is a real investigation involving actual people who think they have an insolvable situation. Until they find Trustdale, in the next few minutes, you'll go behind the scenes as veteran consumer investigator Dale Cardwell and his team get to the bottom and solve a problem that could happen to you. This is Dale Cardwell Investigates. Benjamin Franklin popularized the saying, nothing can be said to be certain except death and taxes. Well, unfortunately for one half of our listeners and the general population, one of those is a bit more distressing. It's commonly known as the pink tax. It's not an official government tax levied against women. It's the extra amount women are charged for certain products or services such as dry cleaning, personal care products, and vehicle maintenance. How much more? Get this, about $1,351 each year on more than $100,000 over a woman's lifetime. Let me say that again. More than $100,000 over a woman's lifetime. On Dale Cardwell Investigates, we want to solve unsolvable problems. Joining us today is Dr. Amanda Wilsker. Assistant Professor of Economics at Georgia Gwinnett College. Dr. Wilsker, how are you? I'm good, thank you. When did you first become aware of the price difference between men's and women's products? Um, Dale, I was fortunate enough to be brought up in a household, um, even as a child, where I was aware this was an issue. Uh, I have long since known, for example, that women's razors cost more than men's. Um, so even as a teenager, I was forced to use those black razors. Um, the pink tax, though, generally, at least as it's phrased now, has really been a topic of discussion for the last couple of years. My mother-in-law cannot resist a uh, home shopping network. She's just powerless to resist it. Uh, how much psychology goes into selling these pink products? You know, that's a, the tough one for me to answer. I'm not a psychologist. Um, but in, at least from an economic perspective. You think about the marketing and how much marketing is geared towards women. Women are generally the ones buying products for the household, not just for themselves. Um, a disproportionate number of advertisements are aimed at female buyers. And you think about the fact that, you know, advertising in general has just created this, um, essentially created a social norm or this social thought that females are supposed to always look a certain way, behave a certain way, um, you know, that, that idea that we should remain young forever, and that has essentially created a market and a demand for products that are differentiated. Can you give me some examples? Give us some examples of pink tax products. Um, you know, we, we talk about razors. I was reading a study um, just this week that was on this issue talking about, you know, the razors themselves for females might cost anywhere from 5 to 10% more. The refill cartridges are even... Um, the price differential is greater than that. The biggest offender tends to be hair products, that female shampoos can be priced 40 to 50% higher than the equivalent male products. Um, it's not just personal hygiene, though. It's everything from children's toys, um, children's clothing, the cars that we buy, the mortgage rates that we tend to get. So it really spans a number of markets. What about dry cleaning? And my wife rails about this. Why is dry cleaning more expensive for women? 
I, I don't know that we have a great answer for that, to be perfectly honest. Um, you know, you can read some things that talk about the cut of a female shirt might be slightly different than the cut of a male's. I don't know that that alone is enough to justify the difference in that particular market. There are some markets where we can talk about a justifiable difference. That is one where I, I don't know that we're going to get a satisfactory answer. When did this pricing strategy become pervasive in the marketplace? Uh, like I said, I have been aware of it for almost my entire life. My guess is once females really started to hit the labor market, once females had a, a disposable income of their own, once companies started to differentiate products, like I said, creating female versions of standard products, my guess is this is going to go back decades. I was stunned years ago when I discovered that a big box store in my hometown, which was economically depressed, charged more for diapers than the same big box store in the city of Atlanta. It was significantly more expensive. And it was simply because they had a captive market. You had to buy diapers no matter where you lived. And I realized there's a lot of strategy that goes in to pricing products. Uh, what are some of the worst pink tax discrepancies? You've mentioned razors. Can you think of others that are just like head shakers? Um, Oh, guys. So, again, this is a tough one because some may be more justified than others. I already mentioned the shampoo tends to top the list. Um, other things, the price differentials may not be as large, but they're things that we spend considerable amounts of money on. So I think, for example, they were talking about in 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 children's shirts, T-shirts for kids, you're paying, you know, 5 to 7% more. Well, think about how many shirts you're buying for, you know, kids that are outgrowing their clothes every year. Um, so you could be talking about, you know hundreds of dollars over the course of just a couple of years. Um, so many products, though. Women are paying more for cars. So again, we're not buying a car that often, but if you're talking about a two to $400 differential, that's a significant difference. So is that a sales strategy on the part of the car dealer to say, we believe that this person coming in might be less sophisticated about the pricing of a vehicle, so therefore, let's just mark it up more? Um, uh, again, different markets are different. I think when we talk about things like shampoos and razors, again, we have this idea of product differentiation. And there is a way you can justify that difference if you want to say maybe pink dye costs more or certain scents cost more. But when you were talking about an identical product such as a car, this is where I think you can say there is real systematic discrimination um, that essentially is institutionalized in these industries. Women, when they've sent in, and they've done studies on this, these are 20, 30-year-old studies where women have been sent in to buy cars, and the initial offer coming out of the back office is substantially higher for females. The other problem is, is that in some of these situations, females are less likely to negotiate. And I think that's something that we as females have to be stronger about in that case, that we're a little bit more demanding, um, that we're a little bit more informed when we walk in, and that we're more willing to comparison shop. That dealers should know that females are not gonna just buy the first car. Um, and those behaviors will force, in this instance, the car dealerships to change their strategies. Do you ever have to force yourself to avoid the pink product? Do, do you go into the store and say, okay, my nature says I want that, but that's completely silly, I'm gonna get this? Um, <laughs> Put you on the spot, didn't I? Yeah, yeah you did. Um, Yes and no. I think, again, it's about being informed and it's understanding when I'm willing to pay extra and when I'm not. Um, when I was first asked to do this, 
you know, I had known, like I said, that certain products tended to be higher. I, it had never crossed my mind, for example, that kids' toys were higher. Girls' toys were more expensive than boys' toys. I hate using the genders in that, that way. But I thought, let me just look this up. So I, I got on Amazon. I'm not going to lie. I got on Amazon, and I wanted to look up Legos. And I found two equivalent sets of Legos, both with 303 pieces. Only one was described as being in bright colors that contained the pink, purple, and the yellow. Um, the set with pink, purple, and yellow cost $19.99. The set with the traditional red, blue, greens was $16.99. And this is a case where I, as a mother, am having to make a decision. Do I buy my child what they really want, or do I make the smart, more economical decision? What a great example. What'd you do? My kids have pink Legos, if you really want to know the truth. Um, but there's other instances where my kids get... Your dad get, would be upset with that. I, if I'm informed, it's my choice at that point. My my concern, actually, is the number of times women are not informed. Um, that said, I don't want to make it sound like my kids always have the female products. Um, they don't. I have to make choices. Did you um, see the movie Joy? No, I have not. It's about the Home Shopping Network lady that's a legend because they finally figured out that a woman could sell a product to a woman better than a man who's not informed about the product. It's a great movie, and, and it's really a good example of psychological selling. So what can women do to avoid paying extra for similar products? How do you just continually remind yourself to be mindful? Um, I think it is just that. I think it's about staying informed. I think very often um, we are unaware that the differences even exist. Would it occur to me, I mean, you think about something like shampoos. Why are shampoos even separated by gender to begin with um, in the major retailers, right? We tend to walk in, we look at this set of shampoos, we don't even venture onto the men's side. We don't even realize how much more we're paying. And I think just by taking that step, taking that two minutes to venture over, that we can learn to educate ourselves and empower ourselves as female shoppers. Dr. Amanda Wilsker, Assistant Professor of Economics at Georgia Gwinnett College, thank you so much for saving women money today. My pleasure. And if you would like to learn more about the pink tax, uh, check out our consumer investigation on Trustdale's Facebook page. You can also follow me on Twitter. And of course, uh, join us here next time for another episode of Dale Cardwell Investigates. Finding solutions to your unsolvable problems. This has been Dell Cardwell Investigates. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved. Don't get stuck on the side of the road because you think regular maintenance is inconvenient or too expensive. You can trust Haviland Express Lube to keep your car running with their fast, honest, and competitively priced oil changes. Pull into any of the Haviland Express Lube's metro locations. For most cars, it's just $19.99 plus tax and nominal shop fees. That's Haviland Express Lube.